Hello and welcome to episode one of the Stress Less in 2020 podcast. My name is Nick Reeves from Alchemy Solutions. I'm a professionally qualified coach and accredited mindfulness teacher. In this first episode, I'm going to give you a brief introduction to mindfulness. I'll talk about its origins and benefits and share with you a couple of simple practices. In future episodes, I'll be sharing more about how mindfulness can help you to manage stress and build resilience, both essential skills in the challenging situation that we find ourselves in at the moment. Before I start though, I'd invite you to try a short practice. It'll take just a minute, but I'll explain it first. For your own safety though, I'd advise you not to do this if you're listening whilst driving. Why not give it a go later? First of all, find a means of timing yourself. Maybe set the timer on your phone for a minute, then get yourself comfortable. You can either sit or stand for this practice, which means it's perfect for when you're waiting in a queue, perhaps at the supermarket. If you're sitting, just allow your feet to rest flat on the floor with your hands in your lap. Allow your muscles to relax, particularly those muscles around your jaw and your shoulders. These are places where we can hold a lot of tension. Just allow your eyes to close, or if you're in that queue, look downwards and allow your awareness to go to your breath. Just breathe in and out normally, and then count at the end of each out breath. The object of this practice is not to try and breathe in any particular way, either slow or fast or deep or shallow. We're simply breathing and counting. The counting as well as the breathing is there to help you stay focused. If your mind does wander away, as it very likely will, just notice and acknowledge where your awareness has gone and then gently bring it back to your breath. At the end of the practice, if you've remembered to count, you'll know exactly how many breaths you've taken in a minute. This won't always be the same. Sometimes when you time yourself, you'll have taken far more breaths than you do at another time. Just have an open, curious approach. Relax and enjoy the exercise. So let's just give it a go. So breathing in and breathing out. That's one. Breathing in and breathing out. That's two. Breathing in and breathing out. That's three. Now just continue to follow your own breath rhythm. And remember, if your mind does wonder, then just acknowledge it and bring it back to your breath. Okay, just a, a few more breaths before we finish. Okay, and just bringing this meditation to an end. So how was that? Did you manage to count how many breaths you took? It's okay if you didn't, you can always try again another time. But hopefully that's helped you to get into a more relaxed and open state. So what is mindfulness? John Kabat-Zinn, the originator of mindfulness as we know it today, defines it like this. It's paying attention in a particular way on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. 
It's been said that the human mind is a wandering mind that can latch on to any of the thousands of thoughts it encounters every day. Thoughts of the future, thoughts of the past, thoughts that can make us smile and feel happy, and thoughts that can make us anxious or sad. Practicing mindfulness encourages us to choose intentionally to pay attention to what's going now in this present moment. Think of the mind as being a young unruly puppy being trained. It's constantly wandering off. It's sticking its nose into all sorts of things. It's being curious. It's just doing what comes naturally. And every now and again the owner will have to use the lead to rein it in and establish a little bit of control. If left to its own devices, our mind will take us in all sorts of different directions. And, like that unruly puppy, it needs to be brought under control. And that's where becoming more mindful can help. By bringing ourselves into the present moment, we're able to observe our thoughts without getting too involved in all the stories and the dramas and the worst-case scenarios that can so easily lead us into. We're making a choice. We're paying attention on purpose because we want to. Mindfulness has become very popular over the last few years. There are hundreds of books on the subject, a huge variety of apps to keep us calm and help us to relax, endless discussions and articles in magazines and on TV, and yet there's really nothing new about it. So where did it come from? In their excellent book, Mindfulness for Coaches, Michael Chaskalson and Mark McMordy give us a very useful overview. As far as we know, the Buddha, who lived over two and a half thousand years ago, was the first person in history to talk about mindfulness. And for thousands of years, the practices associated with it were exclusive to small groups of Buddhists living throughout Asia. Then, in the late 1970s, John Kabat-Zinn, who was working as a molecular biologist at a hospital in Massachusetts, created a program later to become known as Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. The program was born out of his frustration at seeing many people leaving hospitals still suffering and his desire to find a purpose in his own life. Kabat-Zinn practiced meditation. Whilst on a retreat, he realised that the practices and techniques he was learning to help him work with his own mind and mental state may be useful to help those patients that the hospital system was seemingly unable to cure. From this realisation, he set about the task of presenting his ideas and methods in a more secular way, allowing people from all walks of life and religions, or none, to access them. Kabat-Zinn's programme was tried and tested with many of the hospital's patients. Over time, it was shown to be successful in helping people suffering with stress, chronic pain and psoriasis. The way that people were being shown how to train their minds was having a tangible effect on their bodies. Twenty years later, a group of clinical psychologists, John Teasdale, Mark Williams and Zindel Segal, were charged with the task of developing a form of treatment to help people who had been suffering with depression from relapsing. At the time, the two most effective forms of treatment were one-to-one -one cognitive behavioural therapy or maintenance doses of antidepressants. Both were deemed expensive. Drug therapy could have side effects, and there were a limited number of trained therapists to give one-to-one -one consultations. One of the main symptoms of depression is becoming preoccupied with negative thoughts. This can lead from moments of sadness to deep, disabling depression. Helping people to see thoughts as just thoughts 
can play a huge part in helping them to stay well after suffering from depression. Like Kabat-Zinn, Teasdale had an interest in meditation, and he remembered some of the teaching that he'd had years before, that it was not the experience that makes us unhappy, but our relationship to that experience. A central part of mindfulness teaching helps us to recognise thoughts as mental events rather than facts. As a result of this realisation, the team started to recognise that this distancing from negative thoughts may be very helpful in preventing relapse into depression. Along with these insights and help from Kabat-Zinn, they developed their own mindfulness-based cognitive therapy programme. The two programmes are very similar in that they both run for eight weeks, the time that it takes to elicit real change, and encourage the use of different mindfulness practices on a daily basis. I actually teach an eight-week programme under the Mindfulness Now banner. This programme was created by Nick Cook, based at the College of Central England in Birmingham, and it's very much a fusion of mindfulness-based stress reduction and mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. It involves both formal and informal practices. The formal practices involve setting a consistent time aside to meditate. This could be becoming aware of the breath, or of sounds, or of carrying out a body scan, or going on a mindful walk, or doing other types of exercises, for example yoga, qigong, or some simple stretching. Informal practices can be done at any time, and could include preparing and eating a meal mindfully, cleaning and tidying, taking a shower, cleaning our teeth, or enjoying a nice cup of coffee somewhere. So why learn to be mindful? Well, you don't have to be suffering from stress, anxiety or depression to gain some benefits from developing a practice. A huge amount of research has been carried out over the years and has shown that regular practice can help to improve our working memory, our clarity and focus, our sleep, our relationships. It can help to reduce the impact of stress and improve our sense of well-being generally. For me personally, it's helping me to relax more not be quite so impatient with myself. It's helping me to identify when I'm becoming too involved in negative thought patterns. It's also helping me to become a little bit more compassionate both with myself and with others. Another really useful benefit of coming into the here and now through mindfulness is that it helps us to become aware of when we're in what's called autopilot. Much of the time we drive, walk, eat, even speak without awareness. For example, could you describe in detail your journey to work each morning, or the different flavours of the food you ate for dinner last night? Sometimes it's good to just switch off. We might have to do something we don't particularly enjoy. But just imagine you've worked hard and saved all year for a holiday in the sun. But rather than enjoy all the sights, the sounds, the flavours, the textures, you just go through the motions and miss out on so much. What a waste! Practicing mindfulness helps us to constantly come into the now and experience every moment fully. It's very much the difference between living in black and white and in full Technicolor. So let's finish this episode with a short practice. Remember, if you're driving, I'd advise you to try this at home later. Awareness of breath is one of the first practices that's taught on the eight-week program. It takes around ten minutes, but I've condensed it slightly to save a little bit of time. 
When you finish listening, I'd invite you to try the practice again later. So first of all, choose a comfortable sitting position, which is reasonably upright if possible. Choose a chair that has a straight back. A dining chair is ideal. If your spine is reasonably strong, try to sit an inch or two forward from the back of the chair. This will leave your spine free to follow its natural curves and create a sense of openness in your chest. It will also encourage alertness and emotional brightness. If your back is weaker, you can place some cushions behind it to provide some support. Try to stay as upright as you can manage. Your feet ideally should be flat on the floor, but if they don't quite reach the ground, then just place a cushion or pillow under them so that you can feel some contact with the floor. Do try and remember that this is a special time just for you. So I'd invite you to close your eyes if this feels comfortable. Or, if you prefer, you can keep them open. Just drop your gaze a little. So spend a few moments bringing your attention to the contact you have with the floor and the chair. How does it feel? Do you feel any tension anywhere? Softness? Lightness? Any tingling sensations? Just spend a, a moment or two just having some awareness. Now slowly start to notice your breathing. It's not something that we'd normally be aware of unless someone draws our attention to it. Where's the sensation of breathing most noticeable for you? It might be around your nostrils or your mouth where cool air enters and warm air leaves. It might be in the area of your chest or perhaps lower down in your abdomen. You might notice a gentle feeling of expansion as you breathe in and contraction as you breathe out. Once you've identified where you're most aware of your breathing, just allow your attention to rest there. Notice every in-breath and every out-breath. You're not trying to change the depth or pace of your breathing in any way. You're just noticing it. Just allow it to happen in whatever way it happens. So now just spend a few moments following your own breath rhythm. Breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in and breathing out. It will of course be quite natural for your attention to wander away as you're doing this and you may find yourself being aware of something completely different. If this happens, and it certainly will, just acknowledge where your mind has wandered off to 
then just bring your awareness back to your breathing. It doesn't matter if your awareness wanders away once, twice or a thousand times. As soon as you realise, just gently bring it back to your breath. Just continue for a few more moments, aware of your breath in and aware of your breath out, aware of your breath in and aware of your breath out. And if you have found that your mind's wandered, then just bring it back to the breath, breathing in and breathing out. Now just a few more breaths. And now as this short meditation comes to an end, just consider, just give some thought as to how you'll take this awareness back into the rest of your day. So how was that for you? I'd be really interested to hear how you've got on. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode and found it helpful. If you have any questions or would like more information about an eight-week programme, please feel free to contact me. You'll find my email address and Instagram account details in the show notes. Next time, I'll be looking at stress and how mindfulness can help to manage it. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.